Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. I'm Trent Young, I'm here with Alan Small, and we are excited to spend a little bit of time with you today. Uh, gosh, Alan, it's it's getting really close to 2022. We are ready to start a new year. 2021 was crazy, absolutely crazy, at least in our lives. And it seems like talking to a lot of other people, it was crazy for them as well. Um, but we are ready to, to jump into and make 2022 crazy as well. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I heard someone say, you know, I thought 20 pastoring in 2020 was challenging. He goes, but 2021's been a lot harder. And who would have seen that coming? We think we'd be used to everything, but I think it's the, it gets better, it gets worse. It gets better, it gets worse. Uh, 2020, it was all worse. So we were just rolling with it. So now it's it's a lot of mixed messages and and all kinds of stuff. And I think I think everyone's everyone's tired. But even though we're tired, it doesn't mean, though, that at this time of year, we shouldn't be thinking about how we can be better um, individually in 2022. So, Trent, why don't we talk about something uh, that we can do better in 2022? Yeah, this is a great topic. I'm glad you put this together for us about how we can preach better in 2022. And, And, you know, this is always something uh, that us as pastors, we all want to be better. We want to do our best. Uh, last night we had a had a party with a bunch of pastors and wives, and and at the end of it, before everybody left, all of us pastors were talking about, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this, or I'm, how do I keep myself in a time frame, you know? And and there were a lot of different things that were thrown out, and so. I think this is a timely topic, and we always want to be improving. We don't want to just sit back and rest on our laurels, as it were. So, let yeah, this is a great one. Let's talk about how can we preach better in 2022, Alan? Yeah, I, I think it is something. We need to always be improving. If it's the most prominent thing we do as pastors, then improving in this area is really important. We should never rest on what we learned in seminary, whether that's a year ago or 10 years ago or 40 years ago, we need to strive to improve um, our preaching. But I think there's things that keep us, keep us from doing that. You know, for, um, we both talked about how we hate hearing our own voices, um, but we listen to our own podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. it's, It's not like, oh, it, it can be terrible, but it, it also it also makes us better. So we want to be able to to learn from those things. And so I think that first thing, fear of facing our deficiencies and maybe realizing we're not as good as we think we might be is is always something that is is a, something we don't want to do. Yeah, it's a struggle. And and like you said, I, I don't like to listen to the sound of my voice on our recordings and stuff. Uh, but here's one thing I think that we should keep in mind as we face our deficiencies or what we see as our deficiencies. And that is that God uses us. He has called us. He has is using the cracked pots the that we are, you know, to, to do his ministry, which is amazing. And, um, and so I, you know, we, we should be excited about what God is doing in our weakness. 
Yeah, that that is certainly true. And he uses our deficiencies. In fact, I think it's on those Sundays where we don't feel at our best and we're surprised how God uses those messages. It's always a reminder that, that God is his spirit is bigger than than our success. So um, we, we need to face our fears. We also need at times maybe get the feeling that it doesn't matter if I get better or not, that this is just too so we kind of let it ride. And, and so we think that maybe we can't improve or it's not worth the effort, but I think it is. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, there are times, you know, where we've all been through times where nobody seems to be responding uh, to the challenges that we're placing before them, the sermons that we're giving. Um, we, we, we have an invitation time and no one is making a step toward God, or at least we feel like that, but we don't know all that's going on in somebody's heart and mind. But uh, it does seem at times like, Hey, does this really matter? You know, am I wasting my time? But when you feel that way, that's a perfect time to start working on being better um, because maybe there, there are things that we're doing, maybe, uh, I don't know, things that we're doing during our sermon time that, that are putting people off instead of um, helping them draw close to God. And so we always need to be evaluating and say, hey, and, and find some people that you trust to ask them about that. Yeah, and you might think, well, you know, I've been at my church a long time, so, you know, they, they've listened so far. It doesn't mean they will keep listening, right? And Right. They, we know that change dynamics suggests that after about 10 years in a place, you need to change something. And mm -hmm. maybe how you deliver your message. Maybe it is something that's not have to, have to, having to do with preaching, but there's something that needs to change. And evaluating your preaching is a great place to start because you, what you've said for 10 years may start to sound fresher um, once again. And so feeling like it doesn't matter. There's also that that other problem we all have, and that's just that lack of awareness or that lack of self-awareness. And that can keep us from growing because I think there's all this place. Uh, you've been asked questions about preaching before you were even in this role. I've been asked questions about, and I always tell people, well, you need to be yourself. You need to be yourself. Well, that might have a caveat to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, I mean, yes, God has called us and yes, we should be ourselves, but that doesn't mean that he wants us. I mean, it's just like salvation to me. God accepts us the way that we are, but he never leaves us that way. He's always growing us, changing us. And uh, you mentioned about, you know, every 10 years, you kind of got to do some changing and stuff. And um, I had a conversation with Joe Ligon. He's a, was was the state president in Oklahoma. Um, and he and I were talking about that about every five years, five to six years, you have to reassert yourself in a, in a leadership way in your church. And, and so um, in that, you've got to think through how you do your sermons. You need to think through um, the way that you lead your church. And so uh, I think that awareness of your of yourself is important, you know? And so that, in my mind, Alan, that means that I've got to do some evaluation so that I can be aware of how things are going. Yeah, that's important. So just evaluating ourselves and how, how are you going to do that? And 
how are you going to look at that? I'll give you just a couple of simple examples too. Um, some people are just fast talkers and don't realize that people can't keep up with them. You know, um, that that's something that you might not be aware of. Some people come across as insincere and you may not catch that about yourself. And um, next month we're going to be doing a, um, a series on di different types of pastoral leaders that, that can set kind of hurt us. And we're going to talk about, you know, an insecure leader. And if, if you're insecure up there, um, that's going to cause problems, you know, that people aren't going to trust what you're saying because you're not saying it with confidence. So there's a lot of things that, that would go into that. And so you need to be you, but you also need to be the best version of you you can be. And that that's important. So how do we do that? How can we become better? Well, I think it, it certainly it begins by listening to others, which is easy to say, um, but not easy to do when you're a pastor. Yeah, you're right, Alan. You, you, that's hard to open ourselves up because it's uh, listening to others means that sometimes we have to listen to criticism and none of us likes that. I mean, we don't like to be criticized. We want praise. We want people to pat us on the back. Um, but sometimes we don't like to listen to criticism, but you know, you and I, and I was just, I was talking to my son who's involved in ministry and he, we, he likes to listen to different people than I do, uh, pastors, you know, and, um, but he's, he's introduced me to some pastors that he likes to listen to. And I've gotten, you know, even though I'm not comfortable necessarily with their style, I've gotten some good, um, positive tips from them. So it's an important thing. It is, it is. And it's important to listen to a variety. You know, I know a lot of guys will fall in love with one and they'll listen to that one and then they start to kind of emulate just that one. I really hope you're listening to two or three different types. And the good part now is you can do that easily. It's a lot easier to do it than it was. I mean, I remember being parts of tape clubs and getting cassette tapes from different <laughs> ministries, but uh, or, or the only place you could hear them were on the radio. And at that time, you know, it was Chuck Swindoll and Tony Evans, which, man, if you're going to listen to two, those are two pretty, pretty good ones to listen to. But there weren't a whole lot of other options. And, and right. then, too, you weren't seeing their face. You weren't getting a feel for, for a lot of things. And so listen and listen to a various type of styles. You know, if you're, if you're a verse-by-verse verse guy, I would encourage you to listen to someone who's really good at the narrative part, telling the stories. Um, listen to some, listen to some topical messages because those things are going to make your expository sermons better because they're probably a little bit better with the illustration and the application side. So not that you have to copy it, but you're going to learn something from it. And I think those things are important. So, so listen to others. There's also someone else we need to listen to, Trent. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, boy, talk about uncomfortable. It just make you pucker is, is to listen to yourself sometimes. Um, and, you know, since we do have the capability of streaming on Facebook and different things, uh, this is an easier thing than it used to be. Uh, and that is, you know, just go and watch your um, Facebook stream. You know, you can watch it after the service or whatever. Um, I remember Alan and you and I were in preaching class at Southwestern and they would video us and, 
and we'd have to watch ourselves and you see yourself doing some things you're like oh dang man i i was doing this you know saying uh or or i'd move my hands a certain way all the time and it's like oh it's so frustrating but but it is a good thing and you, know, you need to be aware of what you're doing and because over time we develop different things yeah and i hated that so much i i remember <laughs> watching that video of me in, in the preaching class and thinking well i'm still better than some of these guys but oh that wasn't saying much because we were all so terrible yeah and uh, I, I'll be honest, I refused. I refused this part for years and years and years. And I think it was pride. Um, I think it was things that I shouldn't have let get in, in my head, but I did. And so I refused listening to, to myself. Um, I would ask for outside critique, but I didn't want to have to critique myself. And I refused that for a long, long time. But you know, um, after a year of doing COVID uh, preaching, you know, and having everything online and editing sermons when we were closed down that I was recording, I kind of got used to it. And now it bothers me because I go from church to church to church and oftentimes can't can't watch it. And I want to go back and see how I, how I can do better. Um, but I began to learn a lot about myself. I began to learn what kind of preacher I really am. You know, I'm more the kind of guy who... You know, I go to a lot of churches and they've got the pulpit and, you know, they're not used to me or this or that. And they may have someone who just stands there, but I'm more the kind of guy who's going to come to the side of that pulpit. I'm going to put my arm on the side of it. And I'm just going to talk to people. And that's just more of who I am. And I'm more comfortable with that now. Um, but I'm, I'm more mindful of what my posture and all those other things are saying um, when I'm preaching. So listen to yourself. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as you're saying all that, Alan, I was thinking that, you know, a big reason why it's important for us to go through and, and being aware and, and and looking and listening to different styles is that, that we have an audience in front of us that is not homogenous. I mean, they're not all the same person, right? And so that's a that's a five dollar word. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so, but anyway, it, it's and so you've got all these different people. And you've got to, you know, it, sometimes it takes different things to touch different people. And so a different style once in a while or a, a different, you know, way you do your sermon will touch somebody that has not been really touched before. And so I, I think that's an important thing. You know, keep in mind your audience, too, that they, they need that as well. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that one out. And some of the ways you find out how to do that is to read more books of read more books about preaching. Don't let the last book you re read about preaching be the one that you read uh, for preaching preaching lab. Mm, yeah, <laughs> which was for us was the, almost thirty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so, gosh, you're old, Alan. I'm not, but you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give a great example. The definition of expository preaching has changed in those thirty years. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked a lot about being textually driven preachers, and that's very different. If I said I'm a text-driven preacher, someone's going to take that differently from someone who says that they're an expository preacher. That difference mm -hmm. didn't really 30 years ago. So just the words change, some of the application ideas change. 
I, I've tried to make a point to read at least one book a year on preaching over, over the last number of years um, to help improve myself. And they've come from a variety of, of backgrounds. Yeah, I think that's a great tip, Alan, to be able to, um, you know, get some, not only listening to other preachers, but when you read a book about it, it, not, it gives you some of the insight of how to get to a different point, not just listening to a style, but okay, so I'm, I'm reading a book and it gives me some, some tips and steps on how to do things, prepare differently so that I can um, preach in a, a different format maybe. And so I think that's really important. Yeah, so just just open you up to your knowledge, mate. Um, you know, most most preaching books are not as expensive as your theology books, so get a get a get one or two of those and and read those, and I think they'll be um, really helpful for you. Uh, talk with other preachers. You know, it's amazing how much better I get at preaching just by talking with guys about preaching. Yeah. And Alan, you and I, we've been pushing this for quite some time, you know, to be involved with a network of other pastors, um, not only to be able to get tips about preaching, but but also, you know, the relational part of, of that. And so you're absolutely right. Being able to have a conversation, that's what we were talking about last night. I had a group of pastors. We were just, you know, complaining about oh, how do I do this or, you know, I'm there were several guys that were talking about time frame and they're complaining about their people complaining about how long they preach. And so we had a good conversation about that. Um, and so those conversations I think are very, very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Um, you know, and just conversations, um, I was talking with a pastor yesterday and I said, so what are you preaching on Sunday? He told me what he was preaching on and, I, I said something was just intriguing about that. He goes, I hadn't looked at that. That may make it in the sermon. And I'm like, well, great. If I said something that makes it is, was worthy of being a part of that, great. And I've had that happen to me on numerous occasions. That's happened to each of us. Just through this podcast, we've, we've, uh, we've done that. But your, your, your sermons come to life when you talk about them before, before um, you preach them. And uh, I think it can excitement even. Um, to what's going on. So talk with other preachers. And then the other part, find your own voice. I kind of mentioned that my story about that, Trent. How, how did you how did you find your your own voice in preaching? I, I think over the over the years you just become comfortable in your own skin. Um, it's so tempting when you're first starting out in ministry and you look at all these other guys who are super successful. And you want to be super successful too. And so you start copying not only maybe their sermons, but the way that they do stuff. And, and that's not what God placed you there in ministry to do. He called you the way you are. And so um, don't be imitating someone else. Be it's just like Alan said, be yourself. Yeah, you know, and that doesn't mean you're not going to resonate with other people. You know, like um, you and I have talked, um, I didn't, I wasn't one of those guys that ever liked the pulpiteers, you know, the guys with the loud booming voices who could, who, uh, 
you know, enunciated every word with such precision, and they used their deep, booming voice to share the word. That was, but a lot of my friends did. They they just read those kind of preachers. Um, I was more of of a of a nuts and bolts guy. You know, I'm. People say I, I kind of come across like I'm I'm coaching or I'm more like a dad or something like that, and that's. Who I am, and and I think a lot of that's because one that I did admire growing up was was John Maxwell when he was still pastoring. I would get his sermons and think they were put together in a way that made sense. But because he was John Maxwell and he had, did have this big booming voice, I realized I'd never be John Maxwell, right? right. And, you know, so that was hard to realize I couldn't imitate him. But you know, we we can't find success imitating someone else. And then, you know, Trent, we mentioned it earlier, but I think this one is just so big. Your sincerity, your own voice, no matter what you do, it has to be authentic. It has to be sincere. It has to be real to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, these really go together in imitating. If you're imitating someone else, you're not going to come across as sincere as if you're just being yourself. Um, my style of preaching, um, I don't get to do this as much now because like Alan, I'm at a different church every Sunday. And, and so, but I remember it at both my church in Colorado and church in Oklahoma, I walked and I'd walk down the aisles and I'd go sit by somebody in, in the chairs and I'd, I'd be preaching from sitting in the chairs and talking to them, or I'd walk to the back of the sanctuary and I, you know, I was doing stuff all the time. And so um, it was it that style fit me, and I was more sincere. And, and Dana could always tell when I was really, really serious because my upper lip got stiff. She said so. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, for Rochelle, Rochelle would tell me, um, Alan, you, you you started using your preacher voice, and mm -hmm. that's of you're trying to act like you're the pulpiteer guy, and that's not you. So. You know, uh, interest, interesting stuff. Our, our wives know us well. Um, yeah, I, I, dude, I will. I will tell everyone out there. I stopped asking her though. What did you think? Mm. Um, you know, uh, I I couldn't handle I couldn't handle that beat down after church. So, <laughs> so um, anyway, asking what 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 do you think? But yeah. you know. Now, she, if she offers something, I know it just comes from something that really caught her, good or bad. And when mm -hmm. I, I don't ask what she thinks, I usually get more constructive feedback, too, um, mm -hmm. and everything. But that's just well, kind of... Sometimes we put our wives in a, an awkward spot when we ask, what do you think, too, because they... They they want to be supportive and encouraging, but maybe it wasn't our best effort. <laughs> and so they're like trying to find something to help us. So yeah, I heard someone say, Don't don't ask your wife, don't put her in that spot. And so I I tried to stop doing that. Yeah, I think that's important. Well, so today we've been talking about how to be a better preacher in 2022. And um, you know, everybody's thinking about um, their New Year's resolutions. And here, this is a good thing for us as pastors to not necessarily make a resolution about, but hey, let's let's make it a goal of ours to be better at everything we do. Um, 
I've, I've said that a lot of times, it's, it's rare to find somebody who is a pastor and a preacher in the same body. Um, we're called to be that, um, but some, most of the time people are better at preaching or they're better at pastoring. And uh, we'll have to discuss that a little bit more later on. But, but this work on the preaching part too. Um, you need to work on the relational part, but you also need to work on the speaking part. Hey, that sounds good, Trent. So why don't next week, why don't we talk about how you can be a better pastor in 2022? That would be awesome. Well, that'll, that'll kind of begin to wrap us up for today. And we're glad that you take time to, to listen to us and that you're a part of, of our uh, podcast audience. We appreciate you. And we want to encourage you, please, to share this with some other pastors in your, in your network, church leaders. We just are here to help you and your church endure. Do know you can reach out to us, Alan at EnduringChurches.Consulting, Trent at EnduringChurches.Consulting, Facebook page, website. Um, we, we are honored uh, to walk alongside you, so please reach out if we can be of help to you and uh, let us know how you have grown, what steps you take to become a better preacher. We'd love to hear, hear from you about that. Well, again, thanks for taking time to join us, and we look forward to catching you next week when we talk about how you can be a better pastor in 2022.